My Seven Chakras, Episode 15. Do not go where the path may lead. Go instead where there is no path and blaze a trail. The Seven Chakras, swirling vortices of energy positioned throughout our body from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. Join Aditya as he embarks on a journey to interview healers, thought leaders, and experts who have dedicated their lives to raising the level of human consciousness. Welcome to My Seven Chakras, and now, your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. So hello, 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 my dear listeners. I am electrified to bring you our featured guest today, Dana Jackson. Dana, are you ready to inspire? Uh, yes, I am a teacher. Wonderful. After teaching therapists in five-star resorts within Bermuda, Poland, the United States and Canada, Dana returned home to create the Stone Chi Massage brand. After more than 27 years in the healing arts, Dana, a registered Shiatsu practitioner, master last tone therapist, is happy to serve each client. So Dana, I've given our listeners a short intro. Why don't you take about 40 seconds to introduce yourself? Okay. Well, thank you so much for bringing me on your show and on your station here. And uh, I guess I would say that I, I do run a mobile massage business, Stone Chi Massage. And I created the Stone Chi. It was birthed out of the Listone therapy, which was created by a woman by Mary Nelson in Tucson, Arizona. And I took my specialty as a Shiatsu therapist and the hot and the cold stone massage, and I created Stone Chi. And so, so the company that I run has a team of five practitioners and five RMTs that go to hotels and homes to massage people with very challenging schedules. So people, you know, real, realtors, anybody who can't get into a clinic or into a, a studio as well. So thank you for that crisp introduction. Here at My Seven Chakras, we believe in the power of Ichin and Sanzin, a Buddhist term which means that there are 3,000 worlds possibilities or outcomes from just a single thought. In other words, there is infinite potential in a single thought, concept or idea. So we usually start our show with an inspirational quote that will get us into a space of awareness, learning and compassion. So Dina, what is your favorite inspirational quote? And give us an example of how you apply this quote to your everyday life. So my favorite inspirational quote is, is as follows. Do not go where the path may lead. Go instead where there is no path and blaze a trail. And this was written by Ralph uh, Waldo Emerson. Combining this concept with the word pronoia or conspiracy of the good, I believe that we are all a part of God's consciousness and therefore everything in the universe is conspiring for us and our highest good. Now, being on that path, and blazing ahead, creating out of two bodies of expertise is me uh, identifying my original authentic blueprint and the purpose that I'm here. And so I feel like, you know, like my grandfather, he was a pioneer. My father and mother, they've been humanitarians and pioneers. And I very much identify with 
really finding out that legacy and contributing more in the world. That is truly inspiring. Just the perfect thought we need to begin the <laughs> exciting conversation that we're going to have today. So Dana, do you like uh, taking a pause once in a while going for a vacation? Sure, of course. <laughs> awesome. So let's just say you're at a health retreat somewhere among the mountains. Let's say you're on Whistler and someone asks you, Dana, what is the main focus at this point in life? What would you tell them? So my current focus is uh, with the Stone Chi Mobile Massage, and it's twofold. Firstly, I want to expand my knowledge and skill base and leadership as a collaborative manager of a team of healing artists who share their gifts with clients. I send them out and they offer the top service and, the, and their healing gifts, which in effect has more rippling. You know, when we work with that intention, um, it has ripple effects into the society. So that's really important for me. Secondly, on a personal and uh, level with my own clients one-to-one, -one, my focus is to increase my impact on the spiritual and emotional wellness within each client. So I'm really there to hold space for them in their lives or whatever they're going through. Well, thanks for that. You actually spoke about the power of intention. So that really resonates with me as well. Because someone once said that whatever we focus on becomes our reality. So we should really be careful about what we give our attention to and what are we focusing on? So thanks for sharing. Mm -hmm. So Dana, My 7 Chakras is all about learning about our chakras. So listeners, for those who don't know what a chakra is, the Sanskrit word chakra literally means a wheel or a disc. In yoga, meditation or Reiki, this term refers to wheels of energy throughout the body. And really there are seven main chakras which are aligned along the spine, starting from the base of the spine through to the crown of the head. And these swirling chakras contain invisible energy called prana, which is the vital life force that keeps us vibrant, healthy and alive. So Dana, could you tell us a little bit about the significance of chakras in your practice? So the way that I understood chakras from my TCM background, so because I studied two years of shiatsu, we studied the meridians. So I understood the, the chakras as these sort of generators or pumps that governed this powerful life force um, in these seven spaces that governed the flow of meridians. So the chakras would be like the ocean and the meridians would be like rivers flowing out of the ocean. And so the spleen and the kidney um, and the gallbladder, you know, coming out of the solar plexus chakra, for example. And so the way that we work with the stones and the way that I work with my shiatsu as well is that I have some Reiki training. So I move over the chakra spaces to feel for sensations of heat, of cool, of you know, you can, I can feel a pulling in or a pushing out a sense of excessive or depleted energy in those spaces. It's stemming and flowing out of my meditation practice. I feel sensations in my own body and I fine tune sensations that I feel energetically when I work with the client. And so Brew Joy, in a book called Joy's Way, A Map for Transformational Healing, was a very powerful doctor who became very ill. And he discovered that there was more to healing than this conventional allopathic route. And as he went deeper into his transformational healing, he studied with many masters who taught him about the chakra systems. 
And so Brewjoy devised a system of spiral opening in the chakra and spiral closing in the chakra. So when I do a stone massage or a stone chi session, I open each of those chakras in a spiral fashion, feeling and intuiting for which area is depleted or is excessive. So meaning, again, in a tangible way, uh, sensations of heat, feelings of intuition. And then I am merging the stones, either a hot one, which is more of the fire yang energy, or a cold one, which comes from marble ocean, to rebalance the energy. So instead of just doing Reiki, the stones are acting like Reiki, like implements of Reiki that are pulling those energies and rebalancing them through the entire chakra field. At the end of the treatment, we take the stones off of the body with breath and we close the chakras, starting from the crown and then it comes back to close in the heart. And this shape happens like a, you know, like the way a baby grows in a spiral or a tornado. All of these spirals and circles of life are opening in the circle of life and closing in the circle of life, the energy down. So the client is grounded in their body before they leave the table. That's wonderful. I love this because every time I ask this question, I get a new, interesting and a unique answer, which speaks to the power of chakras on our body and in our practice. So thanks for sharing. We're going to go a little deeper. Uh, you shared, uh, talked a little bit about uh, the stone chi massage a while back. So what do you like most about this practice? If you could share a bit about that. This is a very deep thing for me. The first time I had a stone on my spleen meridian and my inner thigh along the adductor muscle, <laughs> I could feel it vibrating the into the muscle fascia and bone and even after I got off the table ice was still feeling sensation so I know that the way that the bioelectricity in my own meridians and the chakras move in relation to the electrons and the uh, minerals and the heat of the stone you see because the stone is actually charged under the sun and the moon there's a cycle with it just like our chakras just like we need to recharge and go in nature we put the stones everything is connected to nature to the elements of the moon and the sun and so those stones were moving on my body and I felt a deep impact and I knew that some very deep healing was happening and so I fell in love with it from there <laughs> My first, the first stone, I fell in love with this. <laughs> That's magnificent. The way you explained it was wonderful because it sounds like a really intense and a relaxing experience for the receiver to have that hot stone or that cold stone on their body. And it's like the stone has also an intention deep inside to heal the person. Yes. And, nice. and the thing is, is in, a, in a lot of spas, people just put those stones in the corner and then they wash yeah. them and they rub them on the body. But the person that actually works with crystals and stones in a way and the way that the Mayans worked with the moon cycles and their planting and you know there's there's a sense of rhythm and a sense yeah. of respect when we work with the earth and so that has a different uh, vibration and a different effect in healing. Dana, could you talk a little bit about uh, some of the techniques used in stone chi massage that make it so effective and beneficial? Okay. So one of the techniques that I use is, a again, the, the chakra opening and the chakra closing is 
first and foremost, the most effective. And what this, this is what separates it from every other stone massage. Uh, and very few people are doing that anymore because it takes time and intention. You have to move very slowly with the client's breath as opposed to just, you know, massaging them with sweet, you know, with hands. You watch for their breath before you put every stone on that chakra space. So you're really connecting very deeply with the client because you're there so present with their breath. For at least 5-10 minutes, you're just there breathing with them as you place and remove the stones. Then, secondly, there is very delicious and sometimes a little shocking experience called a hot fudge sundae, which you're massaging with hot and cold stones, three hot stones <laughs> to one cold stone. So the cold stone is very delicious and very exhilarating, but a little bit surprising. And what this is doing is it's flushing the body. It's increasing uh, the circulation. It's increasing elimination and detoxification. And it's rebalancing the central nervous system. Every time you take the central nervous system or the autonomic nervous system away from 98.7, you're tweaking the parasympathetic using very technical language, but you're basically bringing the entire system to homeostasis, very cleansing, very nurturing, very grounding. So thanks for that explanation. I'm sure this will help our listeners get a better understanding of uh, this wonderful practice. <laughs> so I'm curious, how did you end up creating the stone sheet therapy? In other words, what were you doing before you began this practice? Tell us the story behind it. Oh, well, actually, my aunt came back from Scottsdale, Arizona, and this, this is in 1998, and I was just finishing my shiatsu therapy diploma, and she came back from golfing, and she said, Dina, this massage is better than shiatsu, it's better than Swedish massage, it's better than deep tissue massage, you mm. have to learn this. So, moving back to the inspirational quote, do not go where the path may lead, go instead where there is no path and blaze the trail. I was very excited. <laughs> yeah. It's in my nature to want to learn new things and create new ways and blaze new trails. So, of course, I, I found a client and I manifested $1,500 because the course was like $600. Then I had to get my flight and accommodation. Wow. So, I just manifested it within two weeks. I signed up for the course. I called Mary. She was awesome. I just fell in love with everything I read about her teachings and it just resonated for me so much that I just I just went for it. So that's a really motivating story. In fact, <laughs> uh, the fact that you had that interaction with your uh, aunt, it's so inspiring to note that the significance of every interaction that it has on our daily lives and everything that we do because one thing leads to another and finally brings us to where we are today. So thanks for sharing. Yeah. <laughs> so people who want to get a stone chi massage for the very first time in their lives, what are certain benefits that this person could obtain in the short term and on the long term basis? Okay, so in the short term, this is an internal cleanse and a reboot of the chakras, of the meridians, of the muscles, of the fascia, of the bone, everything down to a DNA level. There's a technique called piezoelectric effect, which is like a natural ultrasound. One stone is pinned on the muscle. It has to be cool enough, of course. And the other stone is tapping. It's very primitive. But that tapping 
releases a vibration, a sound wave that moves through both stones into the muscle. This is very good for breaking up scar tissue. Uh, so if somebody came in with a sports massage, you could go very deep without causing way more inflammation. Because you go very deep, you tap, you break up the scar tissue, and then you go in with a frozen cold stone, which is actually, by the way, very delicious for a person who has just injured a muscle. So short term, having these alternating temperatures of hot and cold and three to one, having your entire system rebooted by a 90-minute hot and cold alternating um, cleanse, it's like really cleansing out the body. It's good to do that with a naturopathic cleanse as well. And this also reboots people that come on the table if they're very stressed out and very overwhelmed in their lives or they're going through a lot of grief. This is very good because the body is confused. When you have so many sensations, the brain has no choice but to just give up. <laughs> so it's very grounding. It's very illuminating. People have a lot of insights and they let go of the stress you know they just float in their mind as well as if they just want to have um, you know some therapeutic benefits with an injury now over the long term I want to work with people a minimum of six sessions in those sessions like it takes up to 72 hours for the full impact of the treatment and there's chemical changes in, in the blood and then there's emotional changes in the entire energy field of the body so over these sessions, the clients do report feeling better. They feel more alive in their body. It is moving and changing them on a muscle, fascia, bone level. So in turn, this opens up the emotional body to greater harmony and more possibilities. And because people are stuck in these patterns in their bodies and they're, you know, sitting at a computer or in planes for a long time or fighting with their wife or whatever it is, you know, they need to come and do something that is reprogramming the muscles, reprogramming the emotions, letting go of the stress. And so the stone therapy is one effective uh, modality for that. Thanks for that. In fact, I love how you say that over a long-term basis, there might be some changes on a chemical level, on an emotional level, and you would really guide them on how they can reprogram their life and uh, manifest a much more positive, a better life in the future. And that you said that it, it would take at least six sessions, right? That's what you normally recommend? For sure, of 90 minutes. And successively, they're coming back. I encourage them to journal their experiences. Oh, some people, they can feel the nerves in their teeth, you know, because there's so much sensation. Wow. All that temperature, right? And the work with the chakras and going deep like that. So, so I encourage them to journal and meditate and drink a lot of electrolytes and things in between the sessions, nurture their body. It's like a real cleanse. I really love asking this question because we get to understand and get to see the benefits of a practice, not only from the immediate right away perspective, but also from the long term perspective. And we actually get to see the difference between doing just one practice session and actually having a lifestyle and obtaining the exponential benefits that arise as a result. So thanks for clearing that out. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Now, let's say a person listening to the show right now loves what he or she has heard and wants to get a stone chi massage sometime in the near future. What advice would you have for such a person trying it out for the first time? Oh, trying the stone chi massage. 
I mean, for any of your clients who hasn't tried out this particular massage therapy, would you at the outset provide them some advice before they take this therapy or could they dive right in? I would just encourage them to try it. I mean, the thing is, is if somebody, if you're talking about contraindications or who would be appropriate for the session, anybody can have this treatment. For example, if you have cancer, if you have HIV, if you have heart problems, because we're working with the frequencies. There's a diamagnetic on the most scale of, you know, geographic vibration scale. And what you're doing is you're introducing yin and yang frequencies to the body. So even if somebody can't have a lot of change in their circulation because it will challenge their heart or because their skin is too thin or because they have osteoporosis, they can still have the sensation of some warm and some slightly cool stones. And I had a woman who recovered from lymphatic cancer, and I just tucked very, very cool stones under her armpits where the lymph nodes were. And the mm -hmm. next day, she called me up and said, Oh my God, I had so, I feel so light. Like whatever you did, it just cleared out the heaviness, the denseness that I felt blocking up in my lymphatic center. So there's just different ranges of temperature. So we would have to talk about what's going on with each client before I know what temperature I'm going to work with, basically. Now, the alternative healing space is truly amazing. And at times, miracles can take place. Uh, I've heard of numerous healing stories in which people literally transformed uh, their lives as well. And you did mention this client that you uh, worked with. But what would you say would be your biggest and most inspiring client success story till date? I had a man with a frozen shoulder and his muscles were way too big. <laughs> his mm. deltoid muscles were way too big to massage. He went to physiotherapists, he went to massage therapists, nobody could get in and break up the scar tissue. And that's one of the things that's just so amazing about the stones is that, you know, on a very tangible visceral level, <laughs> they work so deep and vibrational, but there is a deep physicality that can happen. And so I took that stone and I tacked it down. It's like you pin it down and I tapped on it and then I dug in alternating the hot and the cold and he had a lot of pain relief in his shoulders which he hadn't had for a long time many years wow yeah and he wrote a poem about it from hot to cold i unfold and he really really believes in that because without being so painful it is very effective and very powerful what it can do well that's a powerful change i can imagine how this person must have felt after this transformation especially since uh, he tried a couple of other places and they weren't really able to help him is that correct that's right because the muscles were so you know those big bodybuilders <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> a lot of force to get through the muscles <laughs> true true yeah so from your experience, what is one highly beneficial health advice or tip that you could share with our audience, which can be implemented immediately? For example, one of our featured guests recently shared that having a cold shower early in the morning is really beneficial for you. So is there a health tip or advice that you could share with us? Well, the favorite thing about working with my teacher was how grounded and down to earth she was. And so every day she encouraged us to walk on the ground without socks, just have your feet mm. on the grass. If you don't have a park nearby or a sandy beach, 
Uh, there are those earthing devices that you can buy on the internet and lay on those earthing devices. And basically they have those electrons, they ha they're synced with the same electrons as what is in the earth. And those electrons are rich with, um, you know, and they balance our bodies as we absorb those electrons. So I really encourage people to to sync themselves up with the earth because of the minerals, because of the positive and the negative electrons in the earth. You know, our, our planet has energy and nutrients that benefit those that are in direct contact with it. And and this is what my teacher advised. And every time I do it, I feel better. Awesome. I've not tried that for a while. I'm going to try that out today itself. Thanks. <laughs> Put your feet on the grass 10 minutes at least. It just You just feel better. So let's move into the next phase of our show, which is all about a major challenge or a learning moment. At My 7 Chakras, we are all about gaining life lessons from the experiences of our guest. And we believe that it's only when we push ourselves beyond our limits that our success becomes meaningful to ourselves and respected by others. So Dana, tell us about a time when you were faced by a major challenge or a barrier. Take us to that moment. Tell us what you were feeling at that particular instance. And then how did you approach that challenge? The biggest challenge I've ever had on my path with the stones is when I first started working at the hotel uh, here in Vancouver. There was a man that came in and, you know, when I first brought the stones to Canada, nobody really knew much about it, but I attracted a lot of people who meditated with stones, who, you know, believed in those kind of philosophies about the Earth Mother. And so there was a lot of curiosity and a lot of hype and a lot of, you know, buzz about it when I first brought it back in, in uh, 2000 or in, in 1999 is when I started to really get it out into the press. So a gentleman came and saw me, and the first thing he said when he walked into my uh, healing space was, was, wow, I use stones to meditate, so I might be astro traveling with these stones. And I said, no problem, as long as you can communicate the temperature. So the man laid on the stones, and I was checking the temperature and asking him, but he wasn't so responsive. And by the end of the treatment, he got up and said it was the best massage and the best meditation and astro travel session he'd ever had and went back to his room. This morning, the hotel called me and said that the man had got a little burn on his stomach, which he hadn't complained of the night before. And it was a, it was a really scary thing. I was really afraid and really upset. It's a very corporate hotel and... I apologized profusely and I took my stones to the river and was meditating there. As I put the stone in the river and I held it, I closed my eyes and I had this dream. And in the dream, I saw a small fish swim through this forest of seaweed and it laid down on the stone and it began to lay its eggs. And at the same time, the stone, like in Pocahontas, if you've ever seen it, the stone started to glow light into the birthing fish. And in that moment, I realized that everything in nature is connected and that this, it's time for me to give this stone back. And so I threw the stone into the river and I knew that the, eventually over the years, as, as the stones have come to us, you know, through millions of years of tumbling, of coming from the fire and the ocean, like these earth cycles have been happening and they're very prehistoric. 
And so I knew that everything is connected and everything has a purpose, and I just let go of it. And my spirit became so light. Of course, I made an appointment with the hotel manager. We uh, created a very professional legal document that got every client to <laughs> disclose their history, including any nerve damage, etc. And the man didn't do anything, so everything was fine. However, I learned the lesson. I learned a very deep lesson that, you know, we can't always control every single experience. As much as I was trying to communicate with the man, he wasn't listening to me. And I did everything in my power. And I was very scary. But at the end of the day, sometimes there's things that are out of our control. And we just have to let go of those things. We let go of what doesn't serve us in our lives. And since that time, many beautiful stones were given to me and um, amazing healing came. Though at that time, I was considering, you know, to quit <laughs> my career in stone massage because it was really scary, you know. So that was back in 2000, actually, long time ago. <laughs> so first off, thank you for sharing your precious life lesson with us and allowing us to learn from your experiences. I know it's so hard to go back in time, especially when that time was associated with a moment of pain. And it's something that we tend to avoid. So, but at My 7 Chakras, we strongly believe that within each challenge, within every barrier is a learning moment. And it's up to us whether we use that friction to hold us back or use that friction to create a lift and fly into the sky just like an aeroplane. So thank you for sharing. I, I just want to share one more, one more thing about that. I have actually commissioned an artist. His name is Jan Kasparak. He is a phenomenal um, surrealist. He paints naturescapes. So I have commissioned him to paint this painting of the fish on the on the stone because it is such a powerful symbol of rebirth of letting go of receiving of allowing you know what is to be in in life and i'm, I'm very excited the painting is going to be finished it's, it's a huge painting <laughs> it's going to wow. be finished this month yeah this month this month he's finishing it yeah it's awesome <laughs> so we're, we're looking forward to that uh, painting as well <laughs> So Dana, now that we learned about the experiences you faced facing a major challenge, we are now moving on to the next portion of our show, which is all about finding the reason we've been placed on this earth. We're going to talk about finding your true calling or your purpose. So my fellow Chakra listeners, when you identify what your true purpose actually is, it's a feeling of happiness, excitement and empowerment. You realize that you've been training for your calling since the moment you were born and just when you need it the most the right people will show up with just the right tools you'll need to support you on your mission but in case you haven't found your calling yet that's all right just hang in there because you never know when you have that big light bulb moment the clouds will part and the angels will sing so my question to you dana is have you found your calling and if yes what is your calling well, I do believe that this is my going to be my legacy, and I am in the process of, of taking these stone uh, massages and breaking them up into modules for other healers. I want to rebrand a line of body products called Body Stone and putting in creating certain um, products, massage and body products, and also selling stones, and I'm in the process of doing webinars. And I believe that we need to finish what we start. And so in the theme of blazing the trail, 
it's very important to leave this behind and, and create it in a form that people can digest it. So there's many different people out there doing stone healing, but this is my blueprint. This is my expression of it. And so I'm in that process of, of birthing more, more as I go. Inspiring. So from the Buddhist term that I shared earlier, life is all about those magical moments. So what is that one magical moment that you can share with our listeners about finding your calling beyond which you could confidently say, you know what, this is what I was meant to do. So let's go back to that time and let's hear that story. The magical moment when I knew that this is what I was to do was when I was thinking about how to marry these two modalities of massage. And I laid down on the stones. <laughs> I don't know if you've talked to many people that talk to stones and crystals. But my teachers always taught me, you know, if you want to enhance your intuition and enhance your creativity, you need to slow your mind down and think like a stone. Because yeah. the stones aren't thinking, they're just being. They're just sitting there for hundreds of millions of years watching civilizations come and go. So there's not thinking happening, there's just a knowing and absorbing the record of history, right? They're the record keepers of the planet. And they are so old, and so there's so much wisdom and intuition in that mineral kingdom. And so I laid down on the stones, and I asked the question, I just and opened my mind and just got out of, you have to get out of the thinking, you know, and the doing, and just get into the being state. And so I just opened my mind, and I asked the question, what is this? What is this name? And I went into meditation and I laid all the stones on the table and I laid down. And what came through was stone chi. Stone chi. And it, it's not something that's catchy, right? Stone chi is, it's, it's the energy of the stone. It's the yin and the yang of the ocean and the, the yang of the sun and the fire, right? It's those two elements that are required for our survival that are coming through the earth to help us to rebalance ourselves. So that is basically what my calling is, and that is kind of how I knew when that happened. It's like stone chi, that is the stone energy is coming through me, and that's what it wants to be called. So something wants to be birthed here, and I have to listen. That's how it was for me. <laughs> so there you have it, Chakra listeners. At the end of the day, we're not human doings. We are human beings. So stop focusing on just the to-do list and be in the moment, be present, focus not on the past or the future, but right now, what is happening right now. And just to add, uh, Dana, I have four stones currently, or I would say four crystals. Mm. One is a rose quartz nice. from China. I've got a labradorite from Newfoundland. I got a copper stone, which is from south america chile and i have a friend gifted me a tiger eye i'm not sure where that is from but these stones are phenomenal and i've also gifted uh, a couple of stones to uh, friends and family and i really resonate with the power and the uh, i can't even describe there's something in these stones uh, that has been there from so many thousands of years back that uh, attracts me to it 
So thanks for reminding me. <laughs> okay. All right, Dana. Like all things come to an end, we have reached the final round, which is called the wisdom round, where I'll ask you a series of questions, and you will respond with nuggets of wisdom, just like in a rapid fire round. So during this round, our listeners will get to listen to nuggets of wisdom, get inspired, and obtain actionable steps that they can take immediately. So Dana, are you ready? Hmm. Absolutely. Awesome. So, what is the best advice you've ever received? Well, the best advice that I'd ever received um, during university, I went to school and I studied communications through Royal Roads University. I stayed with a man who was dying of lupus disease. We had an exchange. I would come back home at the end of school and massage his feet, and he gave me free board. And I had a very stressful situation during university. It's a, a pretty funny one, but I'll spare the listeners. And basically, I was sharing it with him because we got very close very quickly. You know, he was not holding back anything because he had very limited time to live. And I told him about this situation, a very embarrassing situation that happened with a professor of mine. And I got very stressed out and worried about this specific assignment. And and he's just said to me, he said, Dina, this is really stupid. It doesn't matter. Nothing in, matter, nothing in life matters but the people you impact and the memories you leave them with. He says, Dina, you don't take, when I die, I'm not taking my, this house. I'm not taking this car. I'm not taking this stress. And I'm not taking your petty thoughts. <laughs> so forget about anything that, that, that doesn't bring you and the people you love and serve happiness. And then a week later he died and I just will never forget him. Like anytime I have a petty little concern or like, oh, I've got this little wrinkle, it's getting deeper or whatever, you know, the reflections of the media are bringing insecurities for us sometimes. I remember him and those words, this doesn't matter. This is stupid. Do you take it with you? <laughs> now, great habits can dramatically enhance the quality of your life. So if you had to recommend a personal habit that contributes to your well-being, what would it be? Oh, I have to sweat a, for a half an hour, for a minimum of a half an hour a day. Every day it gives my brain oxygen. <laughs> so I, I go to the gym. And this really makes me feel alive and take charge of my life. It enables me to feel creative. It, it enables me to feel alive. So Dana, what is your morning ritual? Describe the first two hours of your day. Okay. So when I get up, uh, the first thing is meditation. Because if you don't meditate, then nothing else is good. For me, if I don't meditate, nothing else goes as smooth. So I do a transcendental meditation practice, 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes in the afternoon. And that just helps me to clear out any, any thoughts. And then I uh, clear out any thoughts that are, you know, inhibitive to my productivity for the day. And then from seven after that, I go to the gym or I do a yoga class for about an hour. And then I come home every day and I juice, like I've got a juicer. And that just, you know, that just sets me up with minerals and nutrients. I eat some light carbs. And uh, a couple of times a week I do drink coffee just because I'm doing a lot of things on the internet and managing um, the other side of my business. So I drink coffee. I drink soya milk with matcha tea as well. It's my little vice. <laughs> Yeah, and then I'm ready after that routine. Then I'm ready to get into my administration for the day. Awesome. 
Now, here at my seven chakras, we love reading books that are inspiring and life-changing. So, Dana, if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be? Well, a book that was really life-changing for me was The Mutant Message Down Under by Marlo Mo- Morgan. And I really love this book so much because besides being an an epic adventure story about a Western Chinese doctor who she just went to the outback and left everything, she burned her credit cards, went for a walk through the Australian outback, uh, the book really inspired me and taught me to let go and surrender to nature and what is in my life, which is really in tune with, again, being a trailblazer, not trying to control things, not trying to walk that rigid path. You know, just let, sometimes you have to just let go in your life and take another path and open up your mind to the journey and the connection that's happening all around you. For the benefit of our listeners, could you repeat the name of that book and the author? Okay, so the book's called The Mutant Message Down Under by Marlo Morgan. Thanks a lot. So Chakra listeners, just to mention, you can find links to all the resources that we discuss about in the show notes. Sadina, I've truly enjoyed learning from your wisdom and experiences and the stories that you shared were so inspiring. Thank you. Before you go, tell us one thing that you're really grateful for today. Tell us the best way we can find you and then we'll say goodbye. Okay. Well, yesterday I was driving 100 kilometers an hour down the highway and my tire blew out and I could see the uh, wow. I could see the rubber flying in front of my windshield. <laughs> So two things that I learned is, you know, always when you're driving an older vehicle, always, always, always stay, you know, stay fixated on the quality of your tires, on the condition of your tires. Yeah. Second thing is, wow, I feel like I have an angel that helped me through that position because the the BCAA, when they came, they said, oh, you're a good driver. A lot of people, they get in terrible accidents Mm -hmm. when their tire blows up at that speed. So today, I'm very grateful to be safe and alive (laughs) having this interview with you. Wow, that that is a true miracle because at that speed and the tire just bursting, it's a miracle. So yeah, I'm I'm really glad that you're safe as well. (laughs) Okay, and then the uh, the way that you can reach me is uh, through my website uh, www.stonechimassage s t o n e um, and c h i chi life force energy stone chi massage all one word dot com. Perfect. And I'm also on Facebook, Stone Massage Vancouver. So so reach out and find me on Facebook. So Dana, thank you for coming on our show today and healing us with your wonderful story. I hope our paths cross again sometime really soon. You have a wonderful week ahead filled with love, light and happiness. Thank you so much, Aditya. And to you as well. Thank you for your time. You are listening to My 7 Chakras. Go to mysevenchakras.com. Download your free gift. Get inspired and take action. Transform your life today.